Hi, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of Opera After Dark. We want to welcome you to this new episode of Opera After Dark, and today we're going to be celebrating Valentine's Day. Valentine's Aww. Day. Valentine's Day. Aww. In the most operatic way possible. And instead of talking about great romances in opera, um, Mimi and Rodolfo, Romeo and Juliet, Tosca and what's his face? Cavaradosi. Whatever. Mario. Uh, Mario. <laughs> Mario and Luigi. No, they're um, brothers. <laughs> they, I love that they're not. Silly Elspeth. That dare not speak its name. Um, right. We're actually going to talk about one of my favorite parts of opera, the rejection scenes. Oh, in celebration yeah. of Valentine's Day. Maybe for people right. out there who don't have somebody that they are celebrating with. We're going to talk about all the people who got rejected in opera. Um, right, there's actually a lot. When you guys first mentioned this to me, there were several things that came to my mind quickly. Mm-hmm. Super yeah. quickly. And what you just listened to uh, in the theme of Valentine's Day is Celeste right. Aida, which in the opera Aida is what Radames, the tenor hero, because tenors are always the hero, uh, is singing about his beloved Aida. Interestingly enough, though, we are going in the other direction with this episode. Rejections. Rejections. Well, Kyle, do you want to start to that end since you started talking? Do you want to keep talking? Yeah, I suppose so. So these aren't, obviously it's me. These aren't well-researched or anything. What? But there are just certain scenarios. And I think the, the reason that these rejection scenes stood out to me is because of, like, the intensity of the rejection. Uh-huh. And so I think I'm going to go in order of intensity of rejection because there's okay. a few that come to mind. Great. So the the first rejection scene, um, or one of my rejection scenes that, that came to mind uh, was from Bohème. And in the Café Momus scene, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just get such a kick out of when... Uh, Musetta decides that okay she is gonna be with Marcello or they get all of their shit worked out right and then whatever the name of the rich dude that she's with oh what's his name Alcindoro yeah right right okay so hopefully most people listening know the story of La Boheme Um, if you you know the story of Rent you basically know the story of La Boheme (laughs) right right if you don't know it shame on you because you're listening to an, an opera podcast but anyways 
Musetta is with this rich guy. She's kind of a gold digger, but she mm-hmm. really likes Marcello, who's mm-hmm. poor. Mm-hmm. Poor and poet. So they're, right. They're all at this restaurant together when she's with the rich guy, Alcindoro. Is that what we decided? I think so. Who knows? It's the guy that also plays the landlord, and the landlord's name is Benoit. Benoit. Yes. So I think it's Alcindoro. Benoit. Benoit. Um, so, yeah, so she... Things happen, and, and Musetta decides that she's going to go back with Marcello. And so not only does she bail on her date, mm-hmm. but she also sticks him with the bill for, like, their whole party. Which yeah, is, for everybody's meal, which is, like, like, at least six people, right? Maybe seven. Right. right. And it's, like, Christmas time, and they are, like, really going for it. And then he just gets stuck with the bill. That always makes me sad, because what did El Chindoro do? He just loved Musetta. He just loved her. <laughs> yeah, but he knew what it was. Come on. He needed to know what it was. I don't know. Maybe he foolishly thought that this was, you know, his second chance. Maybe his and first he's chance. And being, he's being all uptight when Musetta's trying to be a flirt. Once again, you know well, what you're getting into. Um, Should we play some of her her? Yes, let's waltz? do that. Yes. Okay, so so Musetta's Waltz, which is a, fa- a very famous aria that even if you know, people don't know opera, they know this tune. Absolutely. So those of you who don't know the plot of La Boheme that are listening, you probably have heard this song somewhere. You definitely, definitely have heard this. Right, right. So she sings this um, kind of toying with Marcello and trying to get him to go after her, this, that, and the other. This is Musetta's Waltz.
so quantum, yeah, quantum and Vo. I mean, how could you not uh, fall for Mazetta in that scenario? It's and true. It's if true. you do, she could very well bail on you and stick you with the bill. So great rejection scene. What was your what's your second rejection scene? Okay, coming up next in intensity, another one that that just came to mind was this time it is the lady being rejected and it is Omneris being rejected by Radames. That's a good one. That is a good one. Here's the thing. I really don't know Aida, so walk us through oh. this. I know Aida very well too, so but go ahead, Kyle. Well, well you guys walk us through this. So Radames is like he's like the army hero. Right. He's one these great battles for the Egyptians over the Ethiopians. Right. And Omneris is the, like, princess, right? She's right. the pharaoh's daughter. And mm-hmm. they're, like, betrothed, right? Or they're, they're well, they, that's, like, the implication. They become sort of betrothed within the process of the opera because it's, like, in a re- as a reward for your great service. You can marry the princess. Yes. Cool. And Radames is, like, not interested Mm-mm. He is more interested in Aida, who Aida. is like, Aida. right. She's like the, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's it. That's Look, the, from the musical. Right? It's not. It's not a good musical. <laughs> I love that musical. Do you? Ever seen it? I Never saw seen it. it. I saw it in Toronto <laughs> as a youth, and so as a youth, I was very impressionable in the realm of musicals and I was like this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen I just know so. Amneris's big uh, number Strongest Suit where she's talking about her clothes yes it's a good song it is a good good. Song. anyway sorry we're talking yeah, about in- the Verity not the Elton first, John these yes. first two examples have also had a musical created about the source that's material. true Will the Third but go on right Um, I don't think so so anyways uh, Rodimus is like, uh, no, thank you. I'm more interested in Aida, who is like the handmaid to Omnis. Isn't she like a captured? She's a prisoner, right? She's a slave. Right. Yes. Yeah. So she's she is the daughter of like the Ethiopian king or leader. But nobody knows that. It's all like hush hush. Does Omnis know that? Omnis doesn't know that either. Oh dang! It's okay, not revealed so- until her father in the opera is like brought on stage. And then she's like, oh, father. And then it's like, wait, uh, what? Mm, so she keeps it under wraps so that she's not used against her own people because she was captured huh. first before her father. Before father. Gotcha. Yeah, cool. So, yeah. So Rodimus is more interested in Aida. And when it comes down to it, he essentially is willing to die in a tomb, like by being entombed rather than just go and be with mm-hmm. Omneris. And they lead such elaborate lives. We right. all lead oh, such God. elaborate lives. See, I thought you were just, you just like knew that that was coming from you. Uh, no, what should quote. we what should we listen to from the opera? We should really listen does- to that trio that they do. Da 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 dum ba dum bum. It's oh, like okay. between Amneris, Rodimus, and Aida, and basically Amneris is singing like, "I want him so much, but like I suspect he doesn't return Girl, the sentiment." Girl, he doesn't want you. Have some self worth. Okay, we and then Aida's like, "I love him so much, but he's going to be promised to another." And Rodimus is like, "I love Aida so much, but I'm promised to another." I'm pretty sure that's what's happening in that trio. Okay. Sure. So let's take a listen to that. 
Because Verdi like did zero research into actual authentic. <laughs> what a shock! Yeah, what right, kind of an what idiot. A shock. What, what well, he did zero zero research, research into uh, like the authentic sound of, of Egypt, <laughs> and he or just like kind of like created of, his own. Los, An- uh, Los Angeles, Louisiana. <laughs> Louisiana. <laughs> Los Angeles Deserts is actually of sort of the desert, desert, right? Louisiana. Right. Yes. Right, he has all this like ancient sounding music. What does that mean? You're air quoting for people that can't see us. Oh, right. Well, the idea that when you listen to it, you're like, oh, it sounds like he was trying to make the opera sound exotic somehow. And so right. people assume oh, so that like he like open fists. Open fists. Yeah. And there's lots of like chanting, and there's tons of chromaticism. Open fists. Um, So yes, so a bit of a love triangle, but actually not a love triangle. It's basically just like Radimus and Aida love each other, and Omneris is left out. Poor Omneris. Yeah. I guess. She's still a princess. Like, she's going to be all right. But it's so sad. I mean, she is the one that survives at the end of it. Spoilers. true. (laughs) And actually, the way it's staged a lot of places, Verity was very into, like, the split scene where, like, there's half the stage is the tomb where they are... Where Radames dying. is dying, and mm-hmm. Aida sneaks in so she can die with him in the tomb, and then above them, Imneris is like on the ground weeping for like the death of Radames, while the priests are like chanting stuff in the background. Girl, he doesn't love you. He doesn't right. love you. She you needs deserve to move better. On. You you can do better for yourself. Respect yourself. Right. Classic medso, Right. You're a fucking princess. <laughs> You can have whoever you want. Right, right. Just not this dude. Just not this one. <laughs> so that was Aida. Hey, you know what? I've gone through the A and the B of the ABCs of opera. Is the, your your next one going to be C? No, it's not. Although, so, that there's a good rejection scene in C. Why don't we just briefly talk about yeah. that? So for anyone that doesn't know, the ABCs of opera are Aida, Bohem, and Carmen. Yes. And Carmen has an amazing rejection scene at the end <laughs> of the opera where both of them act very dumbly. Um, and her ex-lover, Don Jose, shows up um, 
right outside of a bullfight and he finds Carmen and he says, you know, if you don't come with me, if you don't love me, nobody can have you. And she was like, what are you going to do, dickhead? And so he's like, I'm going to kill you. And then he kills her, right? And obviously, you know, they're both idiots. What Carmen should have done is stalled for time. She's in a public place. The bullfight <laughs> is almost over. So she literally just could have stalled him for a little while, and then there would have been all these people around, and then she wouldn't have died for it. But they're both idiots. She knew, though. It was the fates, Whatever. right? It's the fates. It's no, like... I get that. But she very easily could have been like, hey, buddy. She could have just kept him talking. The bullfight was almost over. Almost right, over. Right. And then there would have been all these people around, and he wouldn't have been able to stab her. But let's just... listen to a little bit of that <laughs> confrontation, because it is really great music. It is. I just sang the fate motive. She did. Do it again. Let's listen to a little bit of that final confrontation between Don Jose and Carmen. Oh, and there's that horrible part in the Met production where he like kills her and then he has like the ring that he gave her and as she, after she's dead he like takes her hand and puts the ring back on dude fucked up let's listen to that I gotta say, that final scene, even though it is a little bit weird and crazy with the whole ring thing, Roberto Alagna and Alina Garancha, it's like the best. They sell it. The best Holy end hell. of Carmen I've ever they seen. They sell it. I do wish that Carmen, you know, she's portrayed as much smarter than she acts in the end. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm gonna Roberto, say. Roberto Alagna, just in general, like with his um, Pagliacci, also, yep. he just does like a really great job with the 
vengeful stabbing. <laughs> he does. He's good he at does. it. He's good at it. Oh, guys, Ooh. that's another horrible rejection, too. It's true. Yeah. Well, there's a well, couple of rejections in there. Well, yeah. Kyle, we'll why don't we... We'll you, you had one more, and I jumped I jumped to you. So. Yes. So my last one actually is a rejection that results in a stabbing. Yay! <laughs> and that is the ultimate rejection of... Tosca rejecting Scarpia with a knife in the chest. Well done. It is like she, I mean, granted, he is forcing himself. I mean, I don't know if I would call it a rejection because he's basically like, you have to let me rape you or I'm going to kill your boyfriend. Yeah. Right. But I'll I'll take it in this category. Summing up the plot. How is that not a rejection? She's not only saying no, she is emphatically saying no by killing him. That is the ultimate rejection. Not only do you do, do I you mean, not, what choice does she have? You do not get this. You also die. Rejected. Well, what, what choice does she have? She has no choice. I'm not saying she did the wrong thing. I'm saying this is the ultimate rejection of all rejections. Well, I think we should listen. <laughs> what should we listen to? The actual like stabbing, or should we listen to Visidarte? I, I Pro- love Visidarte. Let's listen yeah. to Visidarte. Although, guys, it's like super dramatic when as she stabs him, she's like, this is Tosca's kiss. That's true. Okay, let's do that right? instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I'm, okay, I'm sure okay. we've listened to Visidarte another time or we'll listen to it in the future. So. Maybe yes. we'll, we'll play it in the future. In the future, when, we'll when, definitely when, listen to some Tosca. When else do we get to listen to Stabbing in the Chest? A lot. It's the thing that happens in opera a lot. It's true. <laughs> in this episode, yes. Twice already. Let's listen to it. Okay, so those are my uh, rejection scenes. It was pretty very, hard to, pretty hard to follow. Very, very envy, eclectic. En- right, I don't envy you guys. Well, it was in your basic bitch operas, so that's True. a way. That is a way that you could one up me is if you like really dug deep. The A, B, C, and T's of opera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
A, B, C, and C. And C. <laughs> um, so Naomi and I, when we were talking about how we wanted to do this episode, um, we obviously, because we've sort of like melded into becoming the same person. For anyone right. who's not here right now, which is everyone, I'm currently... <laughs> For anybody who's not sitting with us right now, which is everybody but the three of us. I am currently wearing a dress that Naomi also owns. Um, we have become the same person. Mm-hmm. I should be upset with uh, sort of that like loss of identity, but I'm kind of fine with it. But uh, according to some, some people who shall re- remain nameless, we are sugar and spice, the yin and the yang. Right. You can figure out who's who. I'm but. obviously sugar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we obviously, when we thought about this, came up with, the same opera. Um, there are two rejection scenes in that opera. I'm going to let Naomi take the better one. I'm going to take the first one. Oh, that's really Kyle, nice can, of you. You're welcome. Kyle, can you guess what we're talking about? L'Elysir d'Amore. No. No. Dang it. Uh, two rejection scenes. In the same uh, opera. In the same opera? Obviously. And it's obviously one of the greatest operas of all time. Yeah, it really oh, is. Oh, uh, Turandot. No. There's some. That was another one that I thought of. Rejection some, scene by beheading. That's true. Look, that another good she one. just wants to live her life. Right, right. Um, one of the greatest operas of all time. I, I'm, it's not coming to me right now. So, okay. The opera is Eugene Onegin. Ah. Uh, um, I did. Yeah, that did occur to me. So anybody that does not know the story of Onegin, we will, oh, I think, at some so point good. do a whole episode dedicated to Onegin because it is one of my personally favorite operas of all time. Um, the basic gist is there's this country girl named uh, uh, Tatiana, Titania, whatever. Tatiana. Um, Tatiana. <laughs> right? I don't know. I think in English one would say... Tatiana, like in Shakespeare, like in Shakespeare, right? but in Russian, it's Tatiana. It's Tatiana, I right, think. So we'll say Tatiana. Uh, so Tatiana is this country girl, and she sees there's a lot of obviously other shit that happens, but she meets this nobleman named Onyegin, and she falls desperately in love with him, and she writes him this letter, right, telling him that she loves him and she thinks they're going to be together forever, whatever. So he gets this letter, and then he's like. Oh shit! Um, so, <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> right. They have this whole scene where he's like, "You're really sweet," but this is not happening. It's like the, it's like I the really ultimate. I really like you, just not in that way. It really is the right. ultimate. Like, it's not you, it's me. Right. It's like Aria. one day you're gonna grow up and you're gonna get out of this school girl crush or whatever, and it's very devastating. Um, oh man. And then a bunch of other shit happens. A couple people die. And um, he finds her years later, and she's married to um, this prince in St. Petersburg who is a great deal older than she is, but he, like, loves her in a very fatherly way. They have a lovely marriage. He's a good person. And he sees her, and now she's a princess, and he's like, oh, my God. What did I do? What did I do? I'm what did in- I do? I'm in love with her. And then they have this big scene where he in turn writes her a letter and she meets with him and she's like, oh, you're only saying this stuff because I'm a princess now and you want to have like this notch on your belt. He's like, no, I love you. I love you. And they have this big dramatic, passionate thing. And then she says, oh, I still love you too. And they're all like, oh, we're going to run away. And Yegan's like, oh, I love you. We're going to run away together. We're going to be together forever. And she's like, I'm married now. And I'm loyal to my husband, and he's a good man, and I can't be with you. And then she leaves, and that's how the opera ends, right? So we got two rejections. And the one I'm going to talk about is when Onyegin rejects Tatiana the first time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so let's I take mean, a- you, you have just talked about both. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to explain the plot. A lot of other stuff happens. Again, somebody dies. The tenor dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's crazy because the tenor, Lensky, is engaged to Tatiana's sister, right. Olga. Right. And then in the second act, at a party, it's actually Tatiana's name day or birthday. Um, Onyegin is like... I'm just going to, like, mess with him a little bit and flirt with Olga. Mm-hmm. And Olga, like, falls right into his whole plan. And Son then Lenski, like, calls him out on a duel. Oh, shit. Len- he calls Lenski, or Lenski calls Onyegin out and, like, challenges him to a duel. Right. And then that's how he, Onyegin ends up shooting Lenski. Right. Damn. Yeah. Um, so let's listen to that first rejection scene where Onyegin is like, you're a super sweet girl, but this isn't happening. So is this this is after Tatiana's letter scene? Yes. He gets the letter and he reads it and then he goes to her and he's like, uh. Right. I feel like that's the famous one. I actually I haven't seen Eugene Onegin, but I know the letter scene. God, oh my gosh, both of your jaws just dropped to the floor. Kyle. It's you, the greatest I, opera. Like, might I remind you that you, Elspeth, you said that you don't know Aida. Eh. <laughs> that's like, I feel like that's that's on the stepping stones to Eugene Onegin. Eh. I feel like, eh. some people might hate me for saying this, I feel like Onegin just has so much more like emotional depth yes. than Aida. I concur. Aida's a great true. opera. It's a great story. It's fine. But like Onyegin, well, like, yeah, there's nothing like Onyegin. There's no musical think, of Onyegin. Actually, there is. I don't think Verdi. <gasps> <laughs> Time out. Can we talk about that for a hot second? Is there? Didn't I send you a link? No. Yeah, there's. The, I saw this Arias. They're doing like a musical version of it in Vancouver. And like... One of the arias is like, I feel you on Yegan, give Ganey on Yegan. And it, I like was Joanna. like, Joanna. I know. Joanna. It's probably me just messing up. Joanna on Yegan. This is those low notes. I have low notes. Um, but the cr- yeah. and the weird thing, the musicals in English, and so, but they use the Russian pronunciation of the names, so they say Yevgeny Onyegin, right? Oh, don't do that. Which is the Russian pronunciation. Yevgeny Onyegin. That's exactly how it sounds, almost. Oh man, <laughs> we're gonna play out to that. Um. I will. I mean, I feel like in so, and when you were just comparing Aida to Eugene Onyegin, I don't think anybody would necessarily say that. Verdi has like this overwhelming emotional depth. No, and if you look at um, 
we, we talked about this last season with Tchaikovsky, the things that happened in Tchaikovsky's life. Tchaikovsky obviously wrote Onyegin, for anyone that didn't know that. Um, Tchaikovsky went through a lot, and Verity, he really didn't. There's a reason that we're probably never going to do an episode on the life of Giuseppe Verdi. Um, he really... I, don't, I, I can already see in Naomi's face she's about to contradict you, but I'm going to do it first. No? Okay, go ahead. His like wife and children died. Everybody's wife and children. And then... Died. I don't know. you got to fill uh, it in. And... <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? People people were thinking like, oh, this is just a, a Valentine's Day episode. It's like going to be just... <laughs> I don't know very, what this is anymore. Very, very surface level. But yeah. no, we're we're getting to the nitty gritty. Yeah. What, what were you going to say? No, Verity, Verity basically lived with a, like his second spouse. He was not married to her for a really long time. And they lived together and like... Because of that, they were sort of outcast or seen as scandalous. And I, they lived together for a long time before they actually got married, if they mm. ever got married. And then, <laughs> but that's why he, people talk about him Elspeth's having like, like doing it. <laughs> people talk about ha- him having great understanding for like the dignity of characters that society otherwise considered outcasts, like La Traviata, because he was like, you know, just because you do something that's against the grain. Of society doesn't make you a horrible person and fine but i will say that i think onyegin has a lot more nuance oh yeah and a lot more emotional Thousand depth percent. than right aida see that's what i'm not saying i i think especially in the example of traviata like there is some great emotional um quality there mm-hmm. but i think i think you're right elspeth i think the yeah. nuance isn't quite the same. It's done in a, when it comes to Verity, it's a very straightforward way that doesn't always reach. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Should we listen to the the second rejection scene where oh, Tiana rejects so the so good. And he is just like grabbing her skirts. He's on the ground and she's trying to like push him away and mm-hmm. get him away from her. And <laughs> the away. music is so good. It's like da da and then the whole orchestra like swells underneath her and then walks away turns her back and walks right out Damn. and he's sitting there like staring at her like <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's listen to it Yay. doesn't get any better than this people it's true <laughs> Oh, my God. 
Rejections. It's funny, as we talk about this, it's like every opera has a rejection. Now I have all of these operas in my mind. When I was trying to brainstorm earlier, I couldn't think of any off the top of my head, but then as we started talking, like they all come tumbling back. So, so. like L'Elysir d'Amore, which you guys know is a favorite of mine. Yeah. Uh, Nemorino totally gets rejected. Like, yeah. Hardcore. Um, Cosi Fantute, it ends actually with the two men getting rejected. Well, that opera sort is sort of. Yeah. yeah. No, it is. It's no, like, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying the opera, the whole plot is ridiculous. Cosi Fantute, but right, right. So then there's also in Pagliacci. Yeah. There's like a weird. There's several rejections. I'm, I'm trying to think of everybody's name. So Nedda well, is is the woman. The woman. And, and she's married to Kanyo. Yes. And she's and sleeping with... Silvio. 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 And Tonio that... is lusting after Nada. Yes. Right, right. Yes. Tonio yes. is yes. the one yes. that gets, yes. like, yes. hardcore yes. rejected. Yeah. But then Kanyo has to deal with, like, his wife cheating on him. Yeah. And so then he ends up stabbing, stabbing his her. wife yeah. and the lover and... I'm not sure if Silvio actually gets stabbed. I feel like but he does. Well, I think so. No, no. Mm. Yes, he does. When he, it's like it's either he's Kanyo stabs Nedda and then Silvio runs up. He's like, "What? No!" And he runs up and then also gets stabbed too. I think that's that quite. Is what, I think happened. what do you yeah, think yeah. is gonna? You're gonna like run up to a guy that has no. a knife that killed his wife and because you cheated again, with him. What do you think is gonna smart. happen? Not yeah. smart. And also, this is where the sad clown aria comes from because. Um, Kanyo finds out that Nada's cheating on him and then it's like a few minutes before he has to go on mm. stage in the Commedia dell'arte as the clown Pagliacci yes. and so too good okay so while I'm so, on a roll but wait uh, wait wait Pagliacci is always paired with Cavalleria Rusticana which has like a ton mm, of rejection in it right bunch the of whole opera is about true, a woman who's true, rejected Santuzza right um, then also, so Traviata, so basically, um, Violetta, in it, I mean, she's like out for Alfredo's best interest, but she rejects him. She like writes a letter, yeah. and is like, can't be with you. And then, and then he, he becomes a horrible person. Right. And then he like throws her to the ground and like throws money on her because he's right. like, in public. Dick. So there's a whole bunch of rejection there. I have one. Um, I'm calling it like a wishful rejection scene. Like I wish this is what <laughs> happens in the opera. Uh, so tell. at the end of the Marriage of Figaro, mm. where the count has been caught, you know, trying <laughs> to fuck his wife's maid, um, and his wife nice. comes out and and she's like. You know, you should stop yelling at them. You should be talking to me. And the count's like, oh, God, what's going on? He figures out what happens. And he, like, gets on his knees and sings that really pretty, uh, really pretty part of the score, that Contessa Perdona, where he's like, you know, forgive me, forgive me. And then she fucking forgives him. I'm like, lady? What else is she going to do? You're the one that's talking about circumstance. She, So she doesn't forgive him what, like... 
Or is she just going to, like, go out on the street? What's she going to do? Well, I feel like divorce wasn't a thing back then, so they would just leave separate lives. I would not fucking forgive that asshole. He's been, like, screwing everything that's running around and breathing with a skirt. Just right. just to make you feel a little bit better, in the next play... Fair, yes. In the next play in the trilogy, uh, The Guilty Mother, I don't remember what it is in French. Uh, La Mère La Coupable. coupable. Coup- yeah. Coupable, coupable. Coupable. Yeah. She ends up having an illegitimate child with Carabino right before Carabino gets killed in battle. So... Um, so, I mean, true. she gets to have her own Sad. little I didn't realize fun. that Carabino dies in battle. Ooh. Or yeah. something like that. Yeah, he like, does in yeah. battle, yeah. And apparently, uh, I think Darius Mio wrote an opera on La Mère Coupable. So you can watch the whole trilogy via opera if you want. The Beaumarchais trilogy. So We digress. Also, well, I'm just going to keep the ball rolling. In Carmen, huge rejection is Don Jose rejecting Micaela. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. really sad. And Bless in, her heart. Like, in the way of doing it is also rejecting his own mom because his mom is like, it's like her dying wish that mm-hmm. he's with Mikaela and he's like, oh, no, I'm going to go after this gypsy woman. Not cool. Yeah. What's he doing? What what? Look at your life, Don Jose. I think what we're learning here is that in opera, there's as much rejection as there is, like, outrageous love story. Perhaps more rejection, right? It's like rejection and and death in the world of opera. People just love the painful stuff. Happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day. May your Valentine's Day be less dramatic than what we talk. I hope no one gets stabbed. Definitely. (laughs) I know. If you feel heartbroken right now, at least you're not dead. At least not dead. At least not getting lightly stabbed. And there's a whole bunch of music that you can listen to of people who sympathize with the pain you're going through. Opera characters. Right. Like... beautiful if if maybe you're longing after a love story then you know you have plenty to listen to about love it's true we all need such a love oh god nobody watched the aida music we don't know no do do please i don't think it's good i've never seen it but i have listened to the soundtrack (laughs) is it good do you know how many times be honest i've seen it four times Wow. You know it came to Toronto several times. Of? This is actually the equivalent of when people talk about opera and somebody brings up the Phantom of the Opera. I it's know. not. It At least is. that takes place in an opera house. <laughs> oh, I got God. nothing. <laughs> but, like, I have to say, the interesting or cool thing about Aida the musical is clearly... I guess they, this happens with Rent, too. Like, for almost every number in the opera, there's, like, a parallel number in the musical. It's like, oh, we need... There's a trio between Amneris, Radames, and Aida. Oh, let's make a musical version of that. And, like, it follows, like, step by step. It's pretty great, though. The music's... It's Elton John. Come on. So I think what we're saying is I hope you have a very <laughs> safe and undramatic Valentine's Day and go listen to Aida, the Elton John one, not the Verity one. Although the Elton John one does not have animals in it, right? I don't think right. so. The Verity one does. Mm-hmm. And even if there's not a significant someone out there for you or with you right now, Maybe opera, be opera can always be with you, you know? 
Aww. Yes. Opera's always with you. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and with that, are we going to wrap this up? Yeah. So. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Kyle. I'm Elspeth. I'm Naomi. Thanks for listening to Opera After Dark. Happy Valentine's Day. Bye. Bye.